Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Till Death Do Us podcast. As you know, COVID has meant that uh, we're all working from home and it's been a real pleasure to speak to all these amazing wedding suppliers. Today I speak to Lauren Pilkington from Poppy Culture. Uh, They're in Mornington and they do amazing work, amazing floral work for events and weddings is a huge part of what they do. She offers some incredible advice on floral. You know, it is important. It does create a certain vibe. I could go on, but I'm just going to take you straight to the podcast and have a listen to Lauren and uh, and all the amazing advice she gives today. Thanks. Um, look, thanks so much for for giving us your time. It's really great to speak to you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for reaching out. No, no worries. I know. Um, I know that you're but you're pregnant too, which is amazing. Yeah. And you you've timed that really well, haven't you? I did. In the end, at first, I was a bit worried about it, but now I'm sort of like, well. Why not? Just have a baby. <laughs> uh, without the pressure of having all these jobs that you, you know, on a busy season. It's well, I was thinking it was going to be, yeah, at the start of the next season, but now everything's been pushed out. So we, we do have that downtime, I guess. So that, that's one positive. But Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'll start recording the podcast and, um, you know, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got started and uh, and poppy culture because you do such amazing work and we love shooting all your amazing artistry. Sure. Well, um, I actually started um, with a background in fashion design and photography. So I, um, I actually studied fashion design and product development at uni and I was working in the industry for about, I think it was about eight years. And then, um, but my favourite part of that was dealing with kind of editorial sort of photo shoot work and merchandising and also the product development side of it with dealing with textures and colours and tones and just really very much that visual presentation of everything that um, came into the fashion world that is really a big part of, I suppose, the art world in general, which includes like floristry and and all sorts of other platforms. And um, I had to do as part of um, the visual merchandising and and some of these event setups, I was responsible just for organising the florals and I just loved it. I just really, really enjoyed, um, yeah, being around the flowers. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't really know anything to do with, you know, what was tropical, what was garden, what was this and that, what you should and shouldn't put together. So the rules didn't really apply to me. Um, And so I kind of, yeah, I kind of learnt off the back of just putting together what I liked rather than what I learnt further down the track, particularly from some people that were like, no, no, you shouldn't do it that way, you should do it this way. And and um, so I did end up getting a job um, working in a retail florist on the weekend. So I was working yeah. Monday to Friday in my role in fashion and then I got a weekend job because I was saving up for my own wedding at the time actually. And, um, yeah, right. and that was just almost like a passion project on the side and I loved it so much that they ended up offering me almost like an internship, I suppose. And I got to learn on the job out the back in the studio and I got to learn a lot of the rules that I obviously would have missed out on from having not done like a tertiary background in floristry. And I was able to apply sort of my love and 
flair for texture and finding something a bit unique and artistic and then also applying a few of the rules of understanding, you know, design and also how flowers work and what works together and, yeah, kind of. But that was very retail-based, whereas I really wanted to still work very much on displays and events and and large scales. So that was something that the, Mm. the retail shop didn't really offer. Um, yep. And that's where I kind of explored that a little bit on the side for myself. And yeah, weddings just took off from there. So yeah, that's kind of fantastic. How it began. And you know, weddings offer a, a you know a certain level of creative control too. And 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 is that the same? Well, within the videography space, that is the case. Mm. And is that the case within floristry? Well, I think it's really great now with all the different visual platforms like Pinterest and Instagram to have the client come to you with like a very excited sort of sense of inspiration of their own that they they might not necessarily know exactly how to communicate exactly what they want, but they've they've seen things that they like and that they love or things that they don't like and they come to you with that information and that's where our expertise probably comes into it. And that's where we get excited yeah. because we can sort of go, oh, okay, they're really going for this look and feel and we can imagine doing this. And, and so that's where we can then offer the solutions that are in line then with what we already know they're attracted to. Um, and yeah, hopefully sure. that will we'll definitely work in with their own personal vibe and flair. So it's very much making sure that we're identifying with the client whether it's a wedding client or an event client, like a brand or something, like making sure that our creativity does reflect their brand or their image or their theme. And um, yeah, so right. that's the fun part is yeah, right. then communicating to them that we understand their look and feel and following through. Mm. So with with a couple who come to you, uh, you know, is that is that the normal process you'd go through to work out what you're going to be doing for them on their day? I mean, do you suggest that they go to Instagram and, you know, find inspiration yeah. and then from that you then explore more ideas? How does it normally work? I think that's the best way is because it's so visual and there are just so many options and with flowers as well, they're very seasonal. So you might not, you might see like an image of something, you go, I absolutely love that but what is included in that might not be seasonal at the time. And then that's where we can sort of still offer the suggestion for getting the best um, nearest sort of solution to that visually. So I think having inspiration from Pinterest and from Instagram, I think everybody enjoys that side of the research anyway. So that seems to be um, the way that we communicate visually and people are often either they've been on our website or they've been on Instagram and they might, you know, share back with us some work of our own that we've done that they've really appreciated or things that they've seen other people that have done. And so we then will create a vision board based on what we understand from their sort of shared inspiration. And it also allows us then when we provide the visual board and the quotation, we itemise everything individually as well and offer lots of multiple options because obviously price comes into it as well and so then sort of trying to factor in cost consideration as well as our understanding of what's possible and what might not be possible either at a certain venue or based on a time frame or whatever the um, consideration might be. So, yeah, we're very, very thorough with the process of once we've had a consultation, so once they've kind of 
made contact with us and we've set up a consultation. Ideally, it would be in person at the studio, but at the moment we're doing plenty yeah. of Zoom consultations and things. But, um, yeah, yeah, and we just go back and forth with um, the visuals, but then also a lot of explanation and options in a quote, and then we just go from there. So I imagine there'd be quite a number of things you would consider in terms of the overall theme and what comes to mind is perhaps, you know, obviously the space that the event's going to be held in, um, the dress yeah. and the outfits that are going to be worn and the colour palette there. You know, how, how do you work in with, with those variables? Um, well, definitely wanting to work with their colour palette is so important. Everything, it's really important to us that we're complementing the overall theme. Um, yeah. So where that's where we love to have as much information as possible about the event. And so whether that's coming directly from the, the couple, if it's a wedding themselves, or whether they have employed someone like a stylist or planner, um, it's not uncommon for us to be dealing with them with, like they actually might provide us with a style board and then it's yeah, up to sure. us to make sure that we are very much representing the florals amongst that. And so, yeah. yeah, it is really important that we connect with all of the other elements involved. When it comes to a venue, particularly ones that we've worked with before, um, yeah. it's great to be able to kind of explore new and exciting ways of creating that space from just being, if it's like a restaurant or something, just something that's, you know, plain as it is and then all of a sudden you're recreating it into a theme and into a personalised event so that's something we take pride on a lot, I think, is making sure that mm. every single time, rather than it being a very cookie-cutter experience, that you are really trying to make it very individual and personalised. And um, that's yeah. the fun part, is really bringing that to life. And I don't think, you know, for those who haven't experienced walking into a room where there's been some amazing florals set up, just just the impact that it has. Yeah. On, on the way you respond to an environment. And I, I think it's it's such, such an important part of of setting a vibe for, a, for an event. I've got a, a question about the order, because as you were talking about these things that you consider, in what order should couples perhaps be, you know, booking suppliers? Um, should they go to a, a stylist first, work out the dress and the outfits and then florals. Is there is there an ideal sort of, you know, um, way of approaching the whole overall theme and managing supplies? What's your suggestion there? Well, I think that definitely comes down to when they've done their research and finding their yep. visual inspiration. So if they've found something that they're like, I absolutely have fallen in love with this look, then you need to start from the basics of, okay, well, what is the venue? The venue is so important. So booking the venue, obviously, also that allows for the date. So then you know that following on, all of your vendors are going to be available for the date. So venue is key yeah. and that then helps us. That's our platform. That's our canvas. Um, mm -hmm. We still have a lot of people, though, that like they sort of go, no, I, I just know that flowers are really important to me. Photography is really important to me. Videography is really important to me. I want to book all of those things in first and then I'm going to look at dresses and things later. I do think that that's possible. It kind of depends. Every bride is different. Some of them have fallen in love with a dress and they've found it and their whole event works around the details to do with their dress. Or, um, yeah, so it could be that they've, they've held mm, on to one image. Sure. 
But we do find people like to try and book us in early and then that allows them, to, we're still really flexible with the look and the feel. So I've always said that to every client too, is that we might start with a whole theme and it can't, might be coastal, it might be everything's really neutral and relaxed and bohemian and then all of a sudden, six months down the track, the bride might go to High Street Armadale and find the most amazing gown and it's really formal right. and it's like completely encrusted with diamonds and then they're going, actually, that relaxed coastal vibe is not going to work with the dress. <laughs> and we change it, you know, we adapt. Sure. So <laughs> that's totally fine too. But um, I think really booking the suppliers in early regardless is important. Like if you know sort of who you want to work with and particularly those that have worked together really well, um, yeah. I think having the suppliers booked in is important and then the details can still come. So that's where, yeah, maybe the, the colours, maybe the, the actual, you know, the dresses and the suits and all of those things can still be a work in progress and we will all, being professionals, mm. work together to make sure that it all complements at the end. You talk about flowers being seasonal, se seasonal and obviously that's a very important consideration. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm sure you can still come up with amazing florals in winter uh, equally as you would in summer. What, what are your general thoughts on, on seasonal flowers and how does that impact on the work that you do? Yeah, definitely. Well, funnily enough, I mean, things are a little bit different at the moment with COVID and everything and the restrictions yeah. and, and importing, but there are actually many, many varieties that are might be traditionally only available in, say, you know, November and December or something like that that are now available to us all year round, and that is thanks to the importing process. So we do right. get things like peonies, which were like November is an extremely busy month for weddings because there are so many people that are just absolutely in love with the idea of having peonies as part of their floral content, and, and we adore them as well. But now you can actually, we can extend that season out to January even um, over those early months for us in summer because we're getting the New Zealand peonies coming through from January once our Australian ones are kind of finished in December. And then there's another right. flush that comes through from Europe into the winter months. So we're, um, we're really actually very lucky that we do have access to those, but it kind of also then depends on the client themselves. If there, there is a premium <laughs> involved with that, I suppose, with imports yeah. and that sort of thing. But if they're open to it, then we're open to sourcing it on their behalf and, and utilising those import florals. But also there is sometimes people just prefer to use what is in season and it can be a little bit more cost effective. And obviously utilising local suppliers is something that we like to encourage as well. So um, just it depends on a few different factors, but it is something that now you can kind of get the majority of florals throughout the year. And then I suppose there's a trend happening at the moment with all the dried elements and the preserved flowers and even using a base of artificial and things like that, that you can get some extremely realistic looking artificial that people are using mm. just as like a base and then they go over the top with the fresh elements and you can really get right. depth and you can really get the look and the feel from using all of these different um, methods, I suppose, of bringing together that fresh summer spring look in winter like we can we can make it happen so right yeah. right interesting interesting and you know there is a certain push now for more sustainable use of, mm. of floral what's your take on it and how important is it to you and your team 
Yeah, sustainability, I think, now in the modern sort of era of event planning and weddings, it's definitely more and more important to everybody. So um, we actually, our team, we meet regularly to discuss and brainstorm different ways of actually putting together arrangements that are not as um, environmentally detrimental, I suppose, as the more traditional methods, things like utilising floral foam, um, which is something that's a product that I think most florists would have relied upon very heavily throughout, you know, many, many recent years even, but certainly previously for installation work. So now there are a lot of platforms, lots of um, industry-led sort of initiatives, I suppose, of sharing information and methods to be able to do things um, a little bit more sustainably. And so we're practising yep. that regularly. Like we, we're still sort of learning it, I suppose, as we go, but it's definitely something that we're all working towards. And, um, mm. yeah, it's a well, very it's... important element. And it's constantly evolving too, isn't it? You it know? is, yeah. And... But that's where I think it's great that the industry itself is sharing their knowledge and mm. um, yeah, everyone's absolutely. wanting to see it as a greater good. Absolutely. Are you getting Are you getting couples who are requesting a more sustainable approach to their florals? Yeah, we are. Um, and so that's been something that we're really, it's very encouraging actually. So there is, like there is an element there of there's preserved florals that are available these days, but also in that they come with their own issues also. So it's just kind of navigating the pros and cons of every way of looking at the options. So with the preserved flowers, um, as much as they would last a lot longer and you can either repeat use them or you could certainly enjoy them as an arrangement for a longer period of time, there are still chemical processes in those and there's dyes and all sorts of things that then is a separate issue in itself. And so it's just depending on weighing up and educating both ourselves within the industry but also our clients as to um environmental impact and sustainability and what that means and and what it is that they're hoping to achieve out of their florals and um yeah and ways that we can best assist with that so we're learning every day as you say Mm, absolutely what advice would you give a couple who who are needing florals and you know every couple needs florals (laughs) what uh what advice do you give them in terms of you know how they might find a supplier and just just you know, working with a supplier that's going to suit their day? Yeah, sure. I definitely think um, Instagram is amazing. I think seeing something that you absolutely love and working back from there, so whether it's that um, you've chosen your venue and then you've seen some amazing work that's been done at that venue, like checking out the suppliers that that are familiar with that space is really good. I think when you work with people that are familiar with the space or familiar with other suppliers that you've already contacted or that you're looking to work with, you'll find that the, the, the true professionals in the industry work really well together. So I think working on a yeah. network of people that are, are well aware of how each other work and you can just seamlessly sort of interconnect with how the day will flow and we communicate with each other outside of the actual event date to try and minimise as much impact on the couple as we can. So I think finding people that work really well together is important. It's like having your little team, your tribe, your professional tribe. Um, that would probably be my key 
piece of advice is just, yeah, find people that work really well together. Good advice. So important. It'll certainly make their um, wedding planning a whole lot less uh, stressful, that's for sure. You yeah. know, when they've got a good <laughs> bunch of, uh, of suppliers who are full-time and professional and, you know, dedicated their, yeah. their career to what they do. I think that's really important. Definitely. Um, you said before, Lauren, that you you know you like being challenged, going to a new space, and <laughs> just thinking outside the box in terms of how you're going to bring it to life. But surely there's got to be a favourite go-to arrangement look, and uh, and tell me a little bit about that. Well, yeah, definitely. I think we love to do at Poppy Culture anyway. Like we just really love to do large scale something that's. The whole idea of transporting, like you were saying before, like when you walk into a venue and the whole place is just kind of transported from being what was a restaurant into this whole brand new world. Like I think having aerial displays where possible, not every venue allows for it, but where possible, having like a large scale installation, some ginormous aerial that's just like a canopy of florals or decorative elements, lighting, whatever it might be as well. It just takes you from, you know, your everyday life into a completely brand new world and we just love it. Yeah, like we love putting it together. It's a big job. But the impact and just seeing people's reactions and just that is probably one of the most rewarding things. I just love doing large-scale impact arrangements and I think that's something we try and encourage our cus- like our clients is when you're thinking about budget considerations, because everyone goes, oh, but that would be so expensive, and they can be, but when you're Mm. thinking of an overall budget, to actually put some money into one, like a singular impact piece, I think is so much more worthwhile than breaking it up into tiny little bits and pieces everywhere that kind of just get lost amongst the the abyss of of a wedding. So if you can have a singular impact piece, you just will never be disappointed, and people just... They talk about it. They take photos of it. It's, it really does set the theme. Yeah, and it's true, isn't it? It is very mm. true. Um, it's going to be visible then, and like you say, it will have an impact. And there's no better place to have an impact than within the venue where everyone's going to sit and socialise and, and just be present, you know. Um, yeah. That's where you want to set the atmosphere, yeah. I think. And I feel like if they've chosen a venue for a reason, let the venue be the venue. Like they can do their tables and make it quite beautiful. And if if we can just do something that's, yeah, a themed impact, then they're getting the best of both worlds. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned lighting. Does is that something mm. that you're playing with? Is it something uh, you do? Sometimes we do, or at least so important. It is, and I just ambience like candles, even just just creating mood and so that's where like color tone texture and lighting all comes into it and um we we sometimes might incorporate some fairy lights amongst our installations or festoon lighting and things like that very on a basic level but we love working with some external suppliers that do provide like professional lighting installations so we've even done some beautiful work with chandelier companies where we've done floral canopies with these amazing like decorative chandeliers coming through them or, you know, really working with a few different unique and modern sort of options there too. I think lighting is really important for the whole space. And that again is, yeah, setting the ambience. Lauren, thank you so much for your time. A real (laughs) pleasure talking to you. 
Thanks for having me. We could me. talk for hours about uh, about floral. Uh, it's <laughs> so important. But you've given our audience some some really good tips. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.